This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. The Cubby House is a show about two cub-identifying guys exploring the big and hairy issues in and around the bear community. This program is designed for a mature audience. It may contain adult themes, sex and drug references, and of course, coarse language. Listener discretion is advised. And welcome to the Cubby House for the 14th of May. <laughs> well done for reading well, Cookie. Thank you very much. Thank you also to Amy from the Kiss My Art Show, another wonderful show, as always. We love you. Technical issues abridged once again. <laughs> <laughs> Quiet too. Uh, now, for tonight, first of all, thank you and welcome back, Kevin. Yes, I let you off the reins last week. I haven't listened to the show yet, but I'm interested to see what it's like when it comes out and Pod, uh, podcast. Well, it is out, but I should go delete it for the sake of you not <laughs> listening to it. Because I think we're going to bring some more interesting topics tonight. Oh, of course. Well, I'm here, so... Well, yes, yes. And uh, we're going to be uh, having our guest on the phone for part of the show, at least, for tonight. But we'll also have, in Kink Corner, some community acronyms which you may or may not know. And then, just in time for Mother's Day, we are going through the history of the vibrator. You're a day behind, Kevin, but we'll forgive you for it. to you. (laughs) For Geek On, I'm going to be finding out if there's such such a thing as too much blog browsing. Uh, No thing. And uh, then we have an interview with Active Cubby again, Kieran. Mm -hmm. And finally, I believe you've got some rumors. (laughs) Spoilers. Of course, I've lately upgraded my iDevice. I now have a wonderful iPad. So I thought I'd take the time to uh, round up some of the iPhone 5 rumors that are floating around at the moment. Okay. I might also say a big special happy birthday to one of our regular listeners, Karen. She's turning 28 tonight. Happy birthday. But... We'd also like your input into our discussion topic for tonight, and I thought this one would be a bit interesting. We've all (laughs) had an unpopular song that we secretly love, so we're curious to know, what's your dear little pop secret? Want to have your say on The Cubby House Project? Contact us through Facebook at facebook.com slash The Cubby House. The Cubby House Project on Joy 94.9. Joining us on the phone uh, over this show, we've got Mr. Kieran Munn. How are you? Good, thanks, mate. Yourself? Wonderful. Now, I don't believe over the past couple of shows we've had you dragged through the questions that we give almost every guest. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> allow us to begin, shall that we? so enthusiastic, Kieran. Uh, yes, well, I've heard the questions before, so I'm looking forward to them. All well, right. I'm looking forward to your answers, too. Yeah. First thing that pops into your head when we ask you your age. Recently turned 25, quarter of a century, yay me. You old thing, yeah. Thank you. Name one thing you miss about being a kid. That one's quite easy. It's 
basically the joy from watching a new cartoon. I watch them now and I think, God, what was I thinking? <laughs> so do you have any hidden talents? I have a few hidden talents. I Obviously, I'm a pretty good cook. I had to kind of teach myself as a kid when my parents were chef workers. And because of that, I've kind of jumped into chefing as a profession. I guess you could say one of my hidden talents is uh, cooking. Excellent. What body part do you get caught staring at? <laughs> well, technically, I can't get caught staring at it if I'm staring at their ass, but it's, yeah, either the ass or the eyes. I actually find eyes really sexy. Okay. So what's the last thing you bought? The last thing I bought? Ooh, um, actually, that was a PlayStation Vita. Oh. Yes, I bought that in the new Marvelverse Capcom game. <laughs> loving it. I am loving that game. It is amazing. All right. What's your current obsession besides that? Well, you should know this. It's manga. It's anime and manga. It's always been that. <laughs> have you caught up on your bleach yet? I have. I have to ask you, have you caught up on yours? Because you I have bought the first 20 books already, and I'm rapidly catching up. Yes, because I know you have an aversion to the subtitle once you prefer dub. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lazy. I don't want to read. Do you have any phobias? Spiders. Yeah. Huh. Sexually, what melts your butter? I'm a bit of a foreplay, uh, foreplay kind of guy, so anything along those lines of kissing, touching, that kind of stuff always gets me going. If it was a type of body part, it'd be my ears. Um, basically turns me to jello. Okay. So you wake up in a prison cell. What's most likely the crime that you've committed? I can't say that uh, um, online either, actually, <laughs> on air. Uh, I'll tell you one that I would, would imagine that I could get away with. Um, graffiti. I have actually gotten in trouble for that before, so... Busted! You little hooligan! Hey, hey, I was bored, okay? <laughs> Not a good enough excuse. Yeah. Okay, you're about to be sent to a desert island, and it cannot carry only up to three possessions. They cannot be electronic. I'd say a knife would be one, a good uh, Swiss, Swiss Army knife. Probably a tent, and uh, for the third one, I, I don't know, maybe... Oh. Yeah, I, I could only think of two, to be honest. I think, you see, the only two things I really need, a knife... You don't want to take some food? No, the knife is basically to hunt down anything that's living in the forest that I can kill and eat. Okay, how about some water sanitation pellets? Bow and arrow? Mm, a water bottle. That way I can just fill up my water and carry it wherever I go. <laughs> All right, well done, well done. Okay. Can you describe for us the first time you went to a gay bar? Uh, yeah, I was just recently 18. I went to uh, one of the Brisbane's well-known uh, gay clubs, The Beat. It's a bit more of a twink kind of bar, so I really didn't fit in too well, unfortunately. I went with mates, luckily enough, so I had fun, regardless. But it took me a few more years before I actually went to my proper first gay bar, which was Sporties um, in Spring Hill in Brisbane, which is the uh, bear bar there. It basically holds bears, drag queens, a lot of lesbians. It's probably my favourite bar in Brisbane, so I technically count that one as my first gay bar. And did you get lucky? I was too shy back then. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm shy now, but nowhere near as shy as what I was back then. I was horrible. I didn't speak, so no. Well, you've certainly come out of your shell now. Thank you very much for uh, letting us ask those questions. You survived. See, it wasn't that bad. No, I, I've always been a bit nervous <laughs> as to what you'd ask me because I thought since I know most of these questions, you might try some new ones on me. Well, there is one question left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you answer any of these with a lie? No. All right, well done. Thank you. You're in the Cubby House on Joy 94.9. Now, we will have Kieran on a little bit later on in the show. But for tonight, we've been asking the question, and we'd like your input. We've had a few answers already. 
we'd like to know. We've all had our unpopular songs that we've secretly love. So what's your dirty little pop secret? You can get your answers into us on 0427 JOY949 or you can join the Facebook discussion at facebook.com forward slash the cubby house. Coming up in the next talk break, we'll be talking some acronyms all in the kink corner here on the cubby house. Great song. Wonderful song. Now, we have been asking, what's your dirty little pop secret? Uh, we'd like to know on air at joy.org.au. You can email, you can SMS 0427-JOY949, or you can join us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the cubby house. Or you could wait to hear this next track. Be careful what you're wearing. You never know what you're asking for here on the Kink Corner. And no, Kevin, we're not dealing with yellow tonight. We've already been there, done that. Whew. Tonight, we're actually dealing with some acronyms that you might come across, um, particularly in the online realm of the BDSM community or the kink community. And you just might have heard one already there, BDSM. Have any idea what that is, Kevin? I know exactly what that is because I can read. Bondage, (laughs) discipline, dominance, and submission. What about the M? Aha. Aha. Yes, no. Bondage. Masochism? Yeah, it is masochism, isn't it? Yes. yes, it's bondage domination. Sorry, bondage discipline. Yep. So that's BD. The DS is dominant submission, oh. and the SM is sadder and masochism. So apparently, I can't read well. All right, thank you yes. for proving that to everyone. Yes, wonderful. Now, the other ones you might come across: P and P. Have you heard of that one before? I have. That's party and play. It's what it stands for, but it's inferring. Party drugs and mm. play, which, you know, be careful, take it as you will, and risk assess as you will, if you must. Uh, FF. I know that one, but I'll leave you to describe that one. Uh, fist yes. fucking. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's, well, you've got fisting, which is the act of handballing, or just basically working with a hand, and then the actual motion of in and out with a hand like you would a cock. Yes. Uh, now, TT. Again, another one of my favourites. Tits torture. Yes, wonderful. Um, not just a matter of biting and, and squeezing. It's actually things like putting pegs on it. If you haven't come across it, it's like really giving them what for. Does that include if they're pierced or not? Um, it can include piercing. Uh, um, the actual act of putting something through the yes, nipple? Yes. That could be considered tit torture, yes. All right. All right. I'll leave that one alone. What about cock and ball torture? CBT. 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 Again, piercing can include in that as well. So if you're going for a PA or a goosh or any other of those sorts of piercings, that all comes under CBT. That's a rather odd acronym because I actually use that one at work all the time. And every time <laughs> every time it's mentioned, I have a little giggle to myself. <laughs> what would you use it in, in your workplace? <laughs> Never you mind. Okay. What's the next one? Uh, TNG. Oh, I've got no idea. Well, if you put STTNG, most geeks would get it because it's Star Trek Next Generation. So TNG is just the next generation, which is usually referred to youth so or younger players from 18 to, say, 35. So they only play with younger players? Or an activity is catered for younger players. Is this like under 20, under 30? What, what, under what 30, under 35, so 18 and 35. So you know, newer people who might have just come into the kink realm, so to speak. All right. Um, switching. Or switch. Oh, I know that one. That's another word for versatile. Well, a, k- a kink version, yes. Yeah. A versatile. Uh, TPE. 
Yeah, TPE or TPC? Well, it's supposed to be TPC, but yes, Thailand. Because <laughs> I know what TPC is. Actually, no, TPE is also in reference. All right, so what's TPE? TPE is Total Power Exchange. Okay. So TPC what does that mean? is Total Power Control. And that is basically giving your will wholly and solely to another person. So as a... a master-slave relationship? Similar to a master-slave relationship, but a... A hundred percent master slave. So the master makes every single minute detail and decision for the slave. The slave has no say. So it's kind of extreme master slave. Pretty much. It yep. is It is one of the more extreme ones. Now, GGG, for those who have never heard of Dan Savage before. GGG. Uh, I know this one. I do. I actually do know this one. Uh, it's good. Give game. Close. Good giving and ah, game. yep. Um, so the good stands for you do things as well as you can and try and be positive about, um, how you're playing. Yep. Giving is basically not being selfish. So being reciprocative, <laughs> which is, is one of those wonderful That one's the terms. big one, isn't it? It is yep, for okay. most people. Yeah. Yeah. It's the reciprocating and, you know, being willing to help out the other person. And the other one is game. So... Having limits, but being open to having some of those limits explored and being game to try new things. Is it also the aspect of playfulness and experimentation? Never be afraid to try new things? Yeah, basically. Like if you're, instead of just playing the missionary position all night, every night, and you may as well be watching something else like, you know, the seven o'clock news for as boring as it can be. Hey, that could be a kink for someone. It could be. I'm not saying it's not, but um, yeah, be, be, be playful, you know. Dress up if you want. Play doctor and nurse, if you will. So it's about doctor and doctor, <laughs> <laughs> doctor patient, if you will. Yeah. So it's about you know mixing it up and having fun with it, basically. So that's your game. Now the next two are two that I've only come across today, or well, one mm-hmm. of them I come across today. Right. One's RAC R A C K, which stands for risk assessment or risk assessment or risk awareness, uh, consensual kink. Yeah. The other one is. SSC, which is safe, sane, and consensual. I know safe, sane, and consensual. Most people will come across that term, and that is basically if you do something, it is both safe uh, to you and the other person. It is sane, so you're not under the influence of drugs or alcohol or any other um, ad- uh, influencing medication. Mm. And consensual is basically you both agree to it, and it's all above board. The other one is risk awareness, consensual kink, and that is basically the opposite mentality of safe, sane, and consensual in saying that everything has a risk and we are aware of these risks. Consensual is we agree to the fact that these are the risks associated with this particular activity and kinks are the fact that it is a kink. Now, the two ways that these mentalities look at things is safe, sane, consensual looks at things being simply safe or not safe. Yep. Um, risk assessed controlled kink is it doesn't take into the consensual of safe, more so if it is safer or less safe. So it sounds like the emphasis on this is more about educating yourself on what your risks are. As opposed to just, you know, assuming that blah, blah, blah is safe and hence I shall do blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and it's, it's also an element of um, grading what is safe and what isn't safe is between the two different mentalities. So is, is something more safe if we do it this way than it is doing it this way, which is less safe? I like the emphasis on education. Mm-hmm. 
but I don't necessarily like the whole, you know, a certain risk is okay because then you blur that line about what risk is okay and you just keep pushing it further and further and further. And with certain people, well, it's, it has the potential to cause issues. Well, it depends on what the actual activity is and what you do to minimize the associated mm. risk involved. But I'm all for educating, making sure that everyone is aware of what your risks are. You obviously need to be aware that there are risks. Exactly. And that is Kink Corner for this week. Now, again, we have been asking the question about songs tonight, seeing as your <laughs> selection of songs have been a bit poppy tonight. Oh, my song choices are brilliant. Anyway, uh, the I question... I say it wasn't. <laughs> they're always brilliant. The discussion topic for tonight is, we've all had unpopular songs that we secretly love. So what is your dirty little pop secret? Want to have your say on The Cubby House Project? Contact us through Facebook at facebook.com slash The Cubby House. The Cubby House Project on Joy 94.9. Now, for those of you who have missed Mother's <laughs> Day, as some people in this studio have slipped time to avoid. No, I didn't. My mother's in South Africa. It's celebrated on a completely different day. <laughs> That's my excuse and I'm sticking to it. Fine. Anyway, there was a, a random comment that was passed around for this weekend for some reason it was did you know that the first vibrator in history may have been invented by the egyptian queen cleopatra may have may have well it's arguably it was yes. back in you know 54 bc so there's no you know completely accurate information well, I, I i disagree that had things like batteries and motors back then but that's another story oh no 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 no! they came up with some pretty interesting concepts mm, do enlighten us cleopatra the tale goes that sexy cleopatra had this idea that resulted in the first vibrator a hollow gourd which is a sort of pumpkiny fruit type thing full of angry bees Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, just the, the, it's the, the safety. Yes, but well, just the safety of if they actually got through. Well, I suppose that's where you have to know your risks. <laughs> However, the first documented one was Dr. Mercuria's Pulsicon hand crank. Doesn't that just sound sexy? Yeah, it sounds like something out of what, Sherlock Holmes. The like the latest. it was literally a Victorian era device, which was a hand crank, which kind of vibrated as you cranked it. I don't know what I want to be focusing on more. Yeah. The modern equivalent um, was called the famous Hitachi Magic Wand, which has appeared in every single porn movie that you know was in the 1970s. <laughs> Linda Lovelace's best friend, the side of John Holmes, is still for sale, passing as a massaging device many times. <laughs> now, I've seen it. It actually looks like a full-on pulse ball thing that you just hold onto the muscles. But we all know what it's really used for. Mm, maybe. Apparently, it's still the best plugged-in vibrator in existence, <laughs> transforming 110 volts of alternating current into a massive rotating and vibrating powerball of pleasure. Scary in theory, but infinitely exciting, apparently. So how many volts, sorry? 110. In USA, in Australia, it's 240. Uh, <laughs> you're the electrician, you have to pay attention to this. Yes, I do. Anyway, in 1891, the manipulator came on the market. How's that for a name? Another Victorian-era vibrator, the steam-powered beast, was as powerful as it was noisy. There's no need to ask, honey, what are you doing in the bathroom? It was pretty well understood. <laughs> and apparently had a setting for 11. 
11. <laughs> like legs 11. It's like, yes, I'm choosing some of my legs no, at 11. Con- oh, it's the whole concept of going to 10. This went to 11. Oh, apparently it was that good. Yes. Mm-hmm. In 1937, the Oster Stimulax came on the market. Uh, which was basically a device of that that transformed your hand into a soft vibrate. It was a sort of latexy type glove thing that just fitted over your hand, and you could still insert your fingers, but they just the fingers vibrated the along. Well, I'm I'm not going to go as far as that, but that was the the point it was made for. It was more of a gentle touch. Cookie, stop laughing. In 1945, the gyrolator came on the market. Yeah, 1945 was a big... Sorry? How big was that? Well, it was a small little sort of deadly fat boy type thing. I mean, it was was pretty good. It was made of metal, which I'm not really sure if I want to put up there. But it was the first vibrator that actually looked like a modern day vibrator and not some weird contraption better suited to science fiction. It kind of sounds science fiction for that era, wouldn't it? Well, no, not really. And the last one, which I'll go through, is 1954. And I love this name. The Niagara Number One, going over the falls. Oh yeah! The, the first, first vibrator had to have force control using a rotary device uh, that anyone could understand and use without any manual. Imagine having a manual for your vibrator. I'd love to see the demonstration pictures in there. Yes. Apparently, it was a joy to use compared to the previous models. Clearly, having to stop your antics to put more coal in your steam-powered vibrator was not quite as fun as it sounds. No, kind of messy, I'd assume. Not in a nice way. So, yes, there's a little bit of a history trip for you on the vibrator. Thank you, Kevin, (laughs) for that one here on the Cubby House. Joy (laughs) 94.9. Exploring the world, keeping you jacked in and turned on. That's right, get your geek on. Here in the Cubby House, Joy 94.9, I've discovered that we've been, uh, there's a few people in our midst who have been looking at um, blogs for too long to the point where they're actually consciously aware that they're wasting time on it now. And well, I, social media in general, really. Well, yeah, digital in particular, social media, of all things. Um, you particularly started the conversation, Kevin, a couple of months back. And yes. recently, a few other people in my social group have kind of done the same thing. And I was just looking at some of the, the negative things that we could probably look at in our own blogging and media life. And it is important to note that this does not apply to any time you spend on the Cubby House Facebook page. That is time <laughs> well spent. Because we try to give you the most important information that you want. Um, but look, conversation apparently is the crux of social web at the moment. Yeah. And, you know, by when we spend a majority of our time browsing blogs, we tend to ignore what is going on outside of our echo chamber, for a better term of the word. Now, this particular echo chamber can be described as such. And it's when you follow or listen to people who resonate the same opinion as your own to the point you may start thinking that there is no such thing as a valid opposition to the prime opinion. It's a little gobbledygook, which basically means that if you only talk to people that say the same thing as you, you only believe the things that you already believe. You don't learn anything new. That's right. No challenge to your opinion means you don't change your opinion on things next uh time consumption and this is the big one for a lot of people and it could be that you're using could you use your time better uh to catch up on reading a book a newspaper or even watching that tv series that you've been meaning to catch up on 
I'll argue that it depends on the quality of what you're actually looking through. If you're just browsing through porn, well, then... Well, that's, yes, well, that's the next point to come up. Yeah, yes. porn is not the only thing to blog for. Now, well, especially Tumblr, especially Tumblr. It's well, been infected with porn. They're the only one of the only ones that I know of, at least, that actually allow that sort of medium. And whilst it's always great to see a nude pic of a hot guy or see that cute couple getting it on, what are you really doing for yourself by reblogging your own feed of all these pics? Are you just creating nothing more than a portable spank bank for you to access anywhere? Plus, it can also disturb as far as privacy goes. I was talking to someone on Scruff, and I happened to be looking at one of my Tumblr posts, and a whole series of photos of this guy just popped up with his name and his location on it. Not only that, but you've also got um, other websites that actually tag... Uh, users Ooh, and yes. you know if if those are redistributed outside the that site's t- privacy laws, then yeah you know, you've got a huge issue on your hands there. Oh yeah. Now there's also with not necessarily porn but other things like media. There's a sense of urgency. Now does looking back into your blog sites with you know a hundred thousand plus posts to catch up on, like sorting through you know a thousand work emails that are all marked urgent. A thousand of anything can seem like hard work, I'd imagine. So no matter how you look at it, aren't you setting yourself up with a greater deal of unnecessary stress and anxiety by following so much? It can. There are applications that you can use which combine feeds. <clears throat> um, excuse me. Like I just recently found on my wonderful iPad. Mm-hmm. Um, the application is called Flipboard. Yep. And I can actually do several RSS feeds and news feeds into that. So essentially I can catch up on everything in one easy to read format, not wasting my time. Now, here's another thing called a, a chamber effect, or an echo chamber effect. Now, if something is newsworthy enough... Um, is this the reblogging thing? Yeah, it, it's basically if there's something newsworthy enough that there'll be enough people who'll have you know, 10,000 different opinions on the same thing and basically all saying the same thing but yeah. from different Or they different just re-blog spins. the exact same image or post or anything like that and you see it on all your different feeds. Yeah, and the same could be said like for the same pick of that hot guy that you like. Yeah, it could be around for a hundred times. And then headlines, if you're going to try skim through all these posts, sometimes the headlines don't pay off because the headline could be great but the content's crap or the content's great but the headline's crap, so it doesn't grab your interest. So mm. just be careful when you're looking at blogging, how much time are you spending, and is it really worth your while going through all that information? Does it really benefit you? And find ways to do it smarter as well. Um, yes. Apps that combine your feeds and things like that and maybe eliminate some of the duplication. Exactly. Um, there is a lot out there, so please do not be afraid to uh, use your time on the net smarter. Exactly. You're on the Cubby House on Joy 94.9, and we've got the Active blog, uh, Active Cubby <laughs> blog coming up next here on Joy. Rejoining us on the phone, we have Kieran from the Active Cubby blog. How are you? Good, thanks, Cookie. Now, you do write a blog called the Active Cubby. What is it all about for somebody who hasn't seen it before? Basically, the Active Cubby is a blog that advocates uh, health, happiness, and active lifestyles in our Bear community. Um, and how's it recently going? 
Recently, I've jumped back onto the uh, mantle of writing. I, I had a bit of a hiatus over the last couple of months, but talking to yourself a few weeks ago, I've gotten back into it and started writing a lot of articles all over again. You were just looking for inspiration, weren't you? Gathering the talent that you had. That's part of it. The other part was with the new job came full-time commitments that I wasn't used to, so I've kind of found my groove and am now back into writing. Excellent. I love groove. Now, what do you have for the future of Cubby House? What sort of sneak peeks can you give us? Um, well, I have a few more in, um, ideas for health in terms of physical activity. I've only done two on my actual blog, but I'd like to do a few more to uh, help encourage those who may be reluctant to do a bit of physical activity to actually look at what's out there and what's available and how it can be done with uh, little effort. I'm a big fan of cooking, and healthy cooking is something I think is very important when it comes to health. So any chance I get, I always add in a new recipe or two onto the blog for people to try. I've just recently uh, discovered that Australia is having their uh, world's biggest morning tea again, so I'd like to do another article on cancer. I possibly could do one, another one focusing on male-centered cancers, but I did that a few months ago. I'd also guess I'd like to try a few more actual food articles based on the uh, the healthy reasons to eat certain foods like uh, eating fruit, eating veggies, different types like kiwi fruit, which I've just done. I'm actually thinking of doing uh, capsicum this week as well. Exciting, but not that tasty, unfortunately. It's not hey, capsicum, damn good. <laughs> I eat them raw. So when it comes to the active side of your blog, what kind of sports or health activities do you promote? The easiest ones are like walking and bike riding on that. I mean, 30 minutes of any kind of physical activity a day is beneficial to your health. It doesn't really matter what you do. It's, I guess, what you enjoy doing as to what I'd like to advocate. Some people enjoy doing weight training. Some enjoy walking. Some enjoy swimming. It's just finding the time I find very hard to explain to people that 30 minutes isn't really hard to, you know, put into your day. It's just looking to find something that they enjoy because if you don't enjoy doing physical activity, then really you're not going to try and do it. So so it's 30 minutes a day of something that gets you sweaty. Yep, yeah, I'm sure we can all do that. We all could do that. And, you know, seven times a week would be great <laughs> if, if, if you could find someone who can do that seven times a week. Mm, I'm sure we can. Mm. Now, you yourself has lost a heck of a lot of weight over the last two years. Mm -hmm. What sort of long-term effects have you found from that a massive... Well, how, how many? Just remind me again, how many kilos was it that you lost? Uh, 60. 60 kilos? Yes. It's a whole other person. What long-term effects did you have from losing that weight? Um, the first one, I guess, would be a lot more energy. I found that... With a lighter frame comes that uh, kind of boost of energy that I didn't have when I was a bigger boy. Also, talking maybe mentally more than anything else physically, I've kind of come out of my shell. I've found I have a lot more confidence to talk to other people. I see myself as who I wanted to see myself as, you know, two years ago. I mean, there, there are still days where I look in the mirror and go, oh, there, there's a lot more I could improve upon. But that's like that with everyone. It's just something you kind of have to work on. It's a long-term kind of goal that I wanted to achieve, which was confidence to be who I was or who I felt I was. Sounds like there are a lot of really good reasons to uh, get a little bit more healthy. Mm. And thank you very much for joining us. Now, where can we actually find more information about your blog? Uh, you can find more information on WordPress at www.theactivecubby.com or you could look at me, The Active Cubby, on Facebook. Like me there, and you'll be able to keep up with all my updates. I uh, post regularly, so there's pretty easy ways to find me in those two sections. <laughs> Excellent. Well, and, as I said, thank you very much for joining us, and um, I look forward to what you bring to us in the future. Thanks, guys.
You're with the Cubby House Boys on Joy 94.9, and our discussion topic for tonight is we've all had unpopular songs that we secretly love. So what's your dirty little pop secret? Want to have your say on the Cubby House project? Contact us through Facebook at facebook.com slash the Cubby House. The Cubby House project on Joy 94.9. From around the den to around the globe, this is Bear News. Excellent. And uh, in this segment of Bear News, I thought I'd uh, round up some of the iPhone 5 rumours that seem to be floating around the interwebs. There's always hundreds of rumours before Apple releases a product. That's because they keep their secrets well hidden. Well, no, they're actually notorious for leaking a lot of false information out. Well, they should keep them all hidden <laughs> and never release anything. Yeah, but you know, like the cult of Apple runs around. There's, <laughs> everyone's trying to find out what's coming up. Anyway, here are some of the best ones that I've managed to find. Apple's next iPhone will have a four-inch screen and a thinner, taller body, according to iLounge, citing an unnamed source. The site said Apple's next iPhone will be 10 millimeters taller and 2 millimeters thinner than the iPhone 4 4S. The handset is also said to be getting a new dock connector that's considerably smaller and closer to a pill shape. So if it's taller but thinner, does that mean it's like closing in on the iPad size? Mm, Probably. Mm -hmm. It's probably easier to do that kind of thing. The iPhone, another rumor, rumor is that the next version of the iPhone will be made of a substance called liquid metal. A mix of several different metals, liquid metal could allow the iPhone to be more durable, light like plastic, but durable like aluminium. And it would also allow the phone uh, to have less weight on it um, and also have a thinner profile, according to gizmodo.com. An even thinner phone, that's what we need. Yay. Uh, in late 2010, Apple required a license for liquid metal, but it was only used for the iPhone's SIM ejector tool currently. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. Uh, let's have a look. Also, through a reliable source, TUAW says the iPhone 5 will include a whopping 1 gig of RAM and a voice control system known as the Assistant. Is that anything like Microsoft's Office Clip? Uh, no, less annoying. And it's probably more of like an upgrade to Siri, or it could be Siri itself, just souped up a little bit. I know they did, there were rumors about, you know, the future of Siri and how they wanted to be able to do more than it currently is. Mm-hmm. Um, there have also been many guesses about when the device will come out, but based on research, Piper Jaffray, um, an investment banking firm, says that the iPhone is likely due out in October. This is because the company um, speculate, uh, speculated to me making the iPhone LTE, a 28 nanometer chip, Qualcomm, that's a mouthful, yeah. is having supply shortages and is struggling to keep up with the demand. So the closest deadline they've got is the release October. But again, it's all rumors, unnamed sources, you know, unreliable source, a reliable source. Like No one will actually define where they're getting these rumors from. But Apple is very good at sneaking information out. Of course, of course. We are talking a bit more music here tonight. We are asking the question... We've all had an unpopular song that we've secretly loved. And the dirty little pop secrets that we're about to reveal to all to play. (laughs) Yes, we have. Now, I'd actually like to shout out to a few people who have said The Logical Song. Now, for anybody who hasn't heard it before, it's by Supertramp, but it was recently released late 90s, early 2000 by Scooter. So if you ever... Yes, yes. I, I actually quite like the Scooter's remix, so 
There you go. It's before my time. Yes, yes. I think uh, Karen had mentioned that one, and uh, Phil kind of filled us in on the, the details. Yes. We've had a special one for you, Cookie. Oh, thank you. Wow. Auntie B from Melvin says, Rihanna, S&M, for some reason it reminds me of you, Cookie. How could you tell? <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Honey B. Thanks. Uh, we've had a couple of, well, we've had a mountain of answers, but let's just go through a few of them. Uh, Sparky says enti- his entire playlist is a little bit embarrassing. Well, let's just pick a few. Miami Horror and Bag Raiders. I haven't heard of Bag Raiders. Time for a new playlist, Sparky. Yeah, yeah. Um, He's My Number One by Christine Allen was Simons from Canberra. Mm. We've had Philip say, I know him so well, particularly the duet with John Barrowman and Daniel Boys. Mm-hmm. I've never heard that version. Obviously, I need to because John Barrowman is a bit of a spunk. Yes, Michael's uh, apparently, <laughs> apparently we know Michael and he doesn't want us to kill him, but he says, uh, accidentally Kelly Street by Frente. I'm not going to kill you, but I am going to judge you. <laughs> Keep that in mind. <laughs> uh, Frosty Dan says, Nikki Webster, devilicious. <gasps> How dare you? How very dare you? How and he posted the video clip you. on our Facebook page as well. Oh, God. How could he? Uh, David also says, so macho by Sinita. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, I think that's about it. For no, we've got a few more. We've oh, got a few go more. Go Raymond says, um, and this is quite embarrassing, When the Lights Go Out by po- Five. Five. My I'm God. not singing the song, but if you don't know it, find it for yourself. Yes, yes. <laughs> Ray. All right. Uh, uh, Daniel Frosty Dan also says, If You Get Down was the best five single anyway. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, okay. Thank you all for sharing your dirty little pop secrets with us. They're no longer secrets. No. The Cabbie House would also like to remind you uh, to get your hanky coat out for Eurovision, and that is a (laughs) disco ball hanging out the back of your back pocket. I'm not advocating that. I'm not advertising that. I'm not supporting that. Aw, it's fun. No. It's fun. No. All right, all right, all right. So usually this is the time where we ask our guest host their final question, but mm-hmm. we've been flying a little bit solo tonight. We have. Well, I okay. think we've been doing well. I think we've done damn well. But there is one question that still is quite elusive. There is, and apparently you have an answer to it, which is fascinating. So I think I do. <laughs> we'll about to find out. The question. Bum, bum, bum. What is the one most important piece of sex advice you'd give your virgin self? If you're planning to go out and do it in the bush and you're doing it in a tent. TMI, Cookie, TMI. Make sure the Lolo is fully blown up. It can be quite interesting rolling around in a half blown up Lolo. TMI! I'm a visual person, Cookie. I'm sure our listeners, some of them are visual too. Thank you. Thank you for that disturbing mental image right before I go to bed. Thank you. <laughs> got, to, got to shock you somehow. King Corner didn't do it this week, so I've got to no, start somewhere. Sadly not. <laughs> but thank you very much for listening to us. We've been having a ball here in the studio. We have, but we're done. So if you'd like to replay all the, the fun and frivolity, we are on podcast. So if you'd like to check us out. Are we up to date? We are up to date. And guess what? Everything, blog included. Oh, my God. So you're going to have to go to the blog to find the, all the links. It is thecubbyhouse.net.au. I've given you links to uh, iTunes, RSS, Twitter, Facebook. So last week's episode is on? Yes. I can go listen to it. 
You can. I'm judging you already with my eyes. I can tell. You, <laughs> you always judge me. What's the difference? You can email us, contact at thecubbyhouse.net.au, or if you'd like to join us on Facebook, it is facebook.com forward slash thecubbyhouse. Make sure that you like the page so that you can see everything that's posted on it. Yes. And for tonight, thank you very much, Kevin. Thank you very much, Cookie. It's been a pleasure. It and we been. Did you go through the email, by the way, or did you skip that? You obviously have to go back to the podcast to listen to the end of the show to say that I said contact at thecubbyhouse.net.au. I don't actually listen to you. Clearly. You never do. (laughs) Anyway, that's it. We're done. We're leaving. We'll catch you next week here in the Cubby House. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.